0: Hi, my name is Sebastian Goldspink and I am proud to be the curator of the 2022 Adelaide Biennial of Australian Art at the Art Gallery of South Australia entitled Free State. The following is a conversation between curator Lee Robb and artist Mitch Cairns. I hope you enjoy these talks. Adelaide Biennial of Australian Art. My name is Lee Rob, I'm the curator of contemporary art here. I'm tag teaming with uh, Sebastian Goldspink and Lisa Slade, and in a way it's going to be an interesting act of uh, ventriloquism. I'll do my best, I'll do my best to channel Sebastian. So, uh, on his behalf, uh, it gives me great great pleasure to introduce the masterful painter <laughs> and artist Mitch Cairns. You're also firmly grounded. Take the I, shoes yeah, off. yeah. T- take the shoes off. I might follow sweet, but you know, Mitch, your painting practice has taken. You know, I guess uh, it's had a huge impact um, on Australian art and Australian art history, even in the last you know 10 to 15 years. Obviously, you've had a very big few years with winning the Archibald Prize. Congratulations and congratulations. Oh, look, more more applause. <laughs> Wonderful to also get to see some of your work at the national recently, and there's a wonderful expression we were talking about. Uh, Daniel Moody Cunningham's essay about some of your works, and uh, he said that you you, you often show a, um, a, a, a you, you like the act of tender obfuscation, and uh, I was thinking about um, Tom Hollow and some of his provocations about the connectedness of of people, and also. Connect us both physically and emotionally and spiritually. And uh, we were talking just earlier before about the works of yours which line the, the, the balcony and have a huge amount of natural light pouring in to meet them, and the journey that you've taken to, um, to make a, a work that wasn't a painting to start with and how that began to the three works that are in uh, conversation with it. So I might hand over to you about the, the makings and the twists and turns and uh, how artists always like to pursue the impossible
1: thanks very much Lee and thanks very much for um, being here today Seb's invitation came what feels like quite a long time ago now and there's the there's, there's the fair assumption that Was becoming quite dense. With some of the language works that I do, I can very rarely get past an A4 page. Whether the idea just can't sustain being pushed beyond the edge of the bottom, and then you know, m- and following over, mm-hmm. I then happened to find myself with a 70-page document, which you know, in, in the realm of you know, writers and literature is thin. <laughs> but for me, it's like a Incredibly it's dense. incredible achievement. This this thing—I have a history of uh, artist publications, and I knew that it wasn't something that could be published because the um, work—I'll begin to just talk about the book in a minute—but it was it was it was a work that was ultimately visual, and it wasn't something exclusively about its reading or the legibility and and a certain proximity between the work and, and and a possible viewer. So yeah, the first thing I did is I. It's rel- point of like that?
0: Yeah, because text has been such a big part of your work, but this is taking it to another level. Mm, mm.
1: Yeah. So, the work Polaroid sketch, which is on this wall here, it's a 10,000 word, I suppose we can call it a free verse poem, perhaps, or we, call, we could also just call it a piece of uncreative writing, <laughs> or we could call it in a sort of Kenneth Goldsmith type of thing, or we could talk about it as being a, not exactly a kind of data set, or we can running in and out of doors, and they sort of come back and they're on the front and the back. and like. So the work has this very misbehavioural kind of quality to yeah. it. Should I just?
0: And it's also a, perhaps a concrete poem. Well, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: My, my interest in, in, in language especially is, is, is essentially through a visual mm-hmm. an, a angle. I didn't study writing. I didn't study literature. It's all come through the visual. So I think of artists like Marion Salt.
0: So that wall of text of ten thousand words. You said there's, there is a very personal story that, that connects it, and that you know you wanted to start with, or set yourself the most sort of difficult um, task in a way. And I guess yes, it also goes back to histories of instructional um, works as well. Whether that's um, you know whether that's Yoko Ono or Sol um, Lewis and um, uh, in, in that context as well.
1: the sorting and she needed my help because it was too hard too to even to too hard well, yeah. I'm not even about to suggest that this is a singular experience this is like a highly common thing I think a lot of people would actually have a, a sense of this so Fitting around some of the details, the house was pretty. It was, it was in a pretty poor state. There was a dishwasher that was unpacked. No, sorry, that was still in its packaging, and it had been in the centre of the living room since two thousand six. And that's like the healthier end of the spectrum. And I mean, it is kind of funny.
0: Place Perfect for an like image caption. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So these are the direct quotations from the, the inscriptions, them, from the on the, on the f- actual photographs, and then I wrote them down mm-hmm. on a doc, you know, Word doc, and just didn't think anything of them again. And this would have been back in two thousand and twenty, mm-hmm. and then I think something about the experience, which is doesn't, it, it's very that sort of tender obfuscation type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So you read it. specificity of its origin, Mm. but it does have a kind of, you can glean after a time that they're they're someone's pets, for example, or, you know, because no one's called Whiskey, really. (laughs) You know, their first name, their surname may be Whiskey.
0: (laughs) And they also have a cadence of perhaps a nursery rhyme. Was there something about that that came back to you that then...
1: in the the gleaning, the interest in in taking them as for inscriptions and working out how to if at all they could communicate the enormity of the experience. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I took every first name, second name, third name, fourth name sort of textual outcome and I just, and I did it manually by the way. My partner said "You, you do this, there's like a program you could like
0: You can just search and replace. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I didn't want to do that because I actually wanted to live through the work. I wanted to make the work and I wanted the prob- I, and I wanted to, to to really couch myself in the problem of and making that text. And you wanted
0: the labour of care to be embedded in it.
1: Well yeah, and I think that type of I don't know, the type of labour is a type of labour that I'm somewhat used to in the making of the paintings, mm-hmm. but it was a type of labour that kind of also did speak to the It's a visual work, mm. um, and I needed to. I needed to sort of have it sort of purged mm. in a way, mm. and this was a, a very fortunate opportunity for me to do that.
0: And you spoke about that was the proposal to to Sebastian mm. at the beginning, asking a well-known painter to make a work, and he comes back with a, an abstract text wall work, mm. <laughs> but that that you. At a certain point, you wanted to bring those paintings in, and they also speak to family and connection, both in their titles and perhaps bring back motifs that you flirt with, uh, trees, sunset, birds, but also the formal interplay of light and tone and planes and colour. One is dedicated to your son.
1: Oh, well, it just so happened that, I mean, it's partly crafted. the show as the works of the exhibition were beginning to sort of take proper shape and i and i you know noted that these are all very sort of they're all within the bounds of the of, of the family relation mm-hmm. like immediate family relation and i don't think I'd ever done that before yeah. the idea of making a direct you know as close as i could copy of one of my son's artworks from kindergarten was um, was something that I would have never have contemplated before other than the fact that it was perched up on the window for several weeks, and it was so beautiful. And I just kept looking at it thinking, I have no idea how to paint that. And it was just... And so a lot of the subjects from my work, they tend to find me a bit. I've got quite a strong kind of commitment to observational drawing. I went to an art school in Sydney which kind of hammered drawing into you really, really, really hard. So I do have that. But sometimes or ideas for images don't come from that process. And this one was just like sitting back on the couch waiting for him to put his shoes on to go to school. And I was like, can I ask your permission to make this, pa- your painting, your work? You know, so you still have to you know, seek permission from a <laughs> seven-year-old. So I made that. And then I also had these two other parent... And, and you're
0: talking about the work which, um, if you're looking at the, the window outside, it's the work on the right-hand side. Yeah, it's Which is the ab- abstract... Almost framed, almost looks like a, a sort of window looking through wonderful sort of interwoven planes of color.
1: Yeah, it's called colored glass for Roland. And as these, as this painting was, so the three paintings were being made mm-hmm. side by side. I felt quite sure that those were the works that could coexist with the text. Mm-hmm. And as I was making that, I was making this other two sort of, you know, two paintings that sort of ruminate, or they basically have the same same title, parent bird in search of its nest. The more that it sort of it hosts the tenderness of the coloured glass, but it also has a kind of panic and horror, Mm -hmm. and the and the real difficulty and uh, of of parental responsibility, for example, and you know those things don't dovetail or 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 marry up well with the text work, Mm -hmm. but they're all part. Seek a different type of nutrition in the three paintings, not exactly as a counter, but as something that was able to coexist with the Polaroid oh sketch yeah. work. And yeah, as I say, like, I mean, I've, I do. I, I've, I've my father's a bricklayer, and I've I've made a, you know quite a lot of you know work that ruminates on ideas of labour. I suppose, basically worked. So there is, uh, there is allusions and, and references to, to family, but this, which in some ways seemed to be more concrete than this, but this is actually probably the most kind of main vein that I've done it before. Yeah. And it was a little bit, like, you know, I actually think, you know, telling that sort of, you know, sort of short version of that story before, you know, as an artist, or well as anybody, you harbour certain stories, or you harbour certain reactions to stories, and you want to share necessarily either know how to, Mm. because it might not necessarily need to be a painting or Mm. a piece of writing, it could be like a piece of clothing, or it could be anything. And it's very hard to actually sort of work out temperament and tone, Mm. and and where the work, the points of demarcation that allow the work to be made, and also the actual edge of it itself. Mm. And...
0: With you 100%. I can <laughs> see right through all of the paintings, and also think about the relationship of them as a quartet of works. Yeah,
1: so ju- I just know how to go. No, no. Like boat you said, yeah. you, can,
0: <laughs> you can row the boat out, but we're we're all there with you. We do have to wrap it up, but just want to say, you know, thank you so much for for sharing so much, sort of behind the works as well, and all of that sort of that layering. There is a huge amount of uh, tenderness in the work, and it seems that you know the opportunity to to create a new work for the Biennial and um, and in conversation with Sebastian, and has taken your practice into into a different space that, that you might not have otherwise gone. But a very sort of brave interface, I think, between the, the deeply personal and also how the you know uh, the figurative can push up against the the abstract in, in your work, and they're just an Congratulations.
1: I'd also just like to say, I don't know I said for before elsewhere, but I would like to say thank you to him because I think he really held the artists in the process quite beautifully. I think he really, you know, obviously he respects artists a great deal and he allows them to do what they know how to do. It. So, it was, yeah, you know, I was very fortunate in that way that he was able to sort of n- nurse me through the experience.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much. Can we all, big round of applause. Thank you.